Welcome to Spark, careers in agribusiness, where we meet the most accomplished leaders in agribusiness today. Learn how each of the women and men featured has built leadership into their life's work and what advice they have for young people just beginning their careers. Your host for Spark is Sarah Stever, president at Paulson. Welcome to this episode of Spark. Today we're going to talk to Cindy Cunningham while she and I are at the NAFB annual conference. Cindy is the Assistant Vice President Communications at National Pork Board, and for those of you who are JACs, she is also an SDSU graduate in Ag Communications. Cindy is a longtime member of NAFB, as well as a member of the Livestock Publications Council, and of course, a longtime advocate of agriculture. Cindy, welcome to the Spark Podcast. We are so grateful that you took time from your schedule here to talk to us. Thanks, Sarah. It's great to be here. Very good. Let's start out by talking about your current role at the National Pork Board. Sure. I work for the National Pork Board, and uh, in my role, I have three primary responsibilities. I do media relations, crisis management, and issues management. All three of those are, are tied very directly together. I've, I've been with the National Pork Board for about 27 years and have the opportunity to really talk about agriculture uh, to folks who are, are in agriculture and also to those outside of agriculture to help them understand what we do in pork production. Pretty critical communication, and you're in the thick of it. So, it's it is uh, never a dull day, yes. and I wake up every morning and I get excited to go to work and to see what I can do uh, for those who uh, may have some challenges about what's happening in agriculture and, and help tell our story. Very good. Well, we we'll dig into that for sure. Um, but before we do that, if can you talk a little bit about how you grew up and how you ended up where you're at? Sure. I'm a farm girl from northwest Iowa, still actively engaged in our family's farming operation. Grew up with livestock and crops and uh, was in 4-H and a beef queen and all those all those things that, that we are as farm kids. Uh, loved every minute of it. There was a time that I thought I needed to get away from agriculture and get away from the farm, but that didn't last very long. Um, things like 4-H were influences in what I did. Uh, and just really decided that I wanted to talk about agriculture and be involved in agriculture for the rest of my life. Went to school at SDSU. Uh, after I graduated from, from school, I went home and helped farm for a couple months uh, while we transitioned some hired help on our farm. And then um, worked in Sioux City for Post Newsweek, who owned the cable station at the time. And they were working on a local version of CNN as a test. And that didn't have much success. Um, But from there, I met some folks in the radio business and learned more about farm broadcasting. And we'd always listen to the markets and the weather, but I really didn't even think about that as a career potential. So I went to KICD Radio in Spencer, Iowa for several years. And from there, was fortunate to make the connections that I did at the National Pork Board. It was actually the National Pork Producers Council at the time and decided that that would be a stepping stone because I'd always had a heart for beef and thought that I would work in the cattle industry. And um, I've been with the pork industry for 27 years and have enjoyed every minute of it. Very good. So when you were going from high school to try to decide what to take in college, how did you end up as an ag communicator? What drew, what drew you to that? 
Yeah, so actually, um, I was very drawn to South Dakota State because of the size of the campus and the friendliness of the people there and their commitment to agriculture. I had an opportunity to go to another school uh, to potentially play some sports there, but they didn't have any agriculture at all. So I decided to make the move to, to Brookings and really focus on agriculture. And one of the things that was so shocking to me, I knew I wanted to talk about agriculture and help help share the word. It was so shocking to me that there are so many careers in agriculture that I didn't even know existed or I didn't think about as being agriculture. Things that I grew up with every day, from the chemical salesman to the seed salesman to the person at the elevator to the banker to you know all the tractor and the implement dealership. All of those are careers in agriculture, and I I was really thinking about communications and how I could talk about it, uh, but just having that broader perspective was was really exciting to see. That is so true. There are so many careers in ag. Well, you can have any career that you can have and have it in agriculture. And I think that's often um, kids don't know about that. You know, they don't get exposed to that because they just don't see those people in their lives. And so, yeah, so true. So yeah, true. it's in, and it really is important to, to look around and, and really look at what you want to do and uh, if you enjoy what you do, they say if you enjoy what you do, it's not work, and that is so true. And I think that that's, that's the fun part about agriculture. We're passionate about agriculture, and if you can parlay that into your career for the rest of your lives, you'll really enjoy your, your jobs. Absolutely. So can you talk about who was influential in your life? Yeah, I think uh, there were a lot of folks who were influential. I like to I like to study people and to watch people and I think it's really important to pick out those those people who you want to emulate and who you can learn from. I was very shy <laughs> as a kid, hard to believe because I'm not now, but <laughs> communicator. <laughs> exactly. But that's okay because I watched folks who I wanted to to be like. Um, had a 4-H extension agent that was super cool and I thought she had a great job and did a great job with people and I learned a lot from her. That was really important to me. I had a professor at SDSU in a dairy science class. Again, I had hogs and pigs growing up, (laughs) and I took dairy classes because I wanted to expand my horizon. And he was super cool and really made us all feel like we could be part of the dairy industry and, and wanted to learn more about it. Um, at, at every, I would say at every stage of my career, I've had somebody who I've looked to and wanted to be like um, and, and taken from them things that they do in their career and in their lives and tried to implement those into, into my, uh, my live life as well as my career. So were these formal, I mean, did you request, I'd like you to mentor me? Were they formal mentorships or just influential people? No, I think they were more influential people. I'm, I'm not sure I've ever had a formal mentorship where I sat down and said, you are my mentor. Uh, I did go back to, to one lady who um, spent a lot of, of time in conversations with me. I went back to her a few years later and explained to her or thanked her for being a mentor to me and she's like I had no idea I thought we were just friends and you know you can have mentorships that are are very formal which is a really good thing and it's a great way to look at yourself and see how you can grow but you can also have those mentorships of people who you admire that that 
are doing good things with their career and their lives and how you can build that together. So have you actually ever mentored anybody else in a formal way? Probably not in a formal way. Uh, we do have a lot of students who come through the National Pork Board and, and we talk to them. Um, I always try to to share some advice and, and help folks along the way. Uh, I think that if you can empower somebody to to step out and to take a leadership role, you're mentoring them in a way that they may not even realize. And that that is... Um, that's fun to do because you want them to, you want people to be able to take the lead and to move into leadership positions. People gave me an opportunity to do that. I want others to have the opportunity to do that. But you don't necessarily want them to feel like you're, you're doing that to them uh, sure. so that they, they can move through their careers and they can expand too. I know you were even helping out a few SDSU Ag Communicators of Tomorrow students that were here at NAFB this week. Oh, we had such a good time meeting with the, the ACT students uh, yesterday and, and seeing their positive attitudes. We had a really big day yesterday, Sarah. You, were, mm-hmm. you understand that. Um, we did interviews from 6.45 in the morning until 1.30 in the afternoon, yeah, and we were exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> and those ladies, I told them this, rejuvenated me because yeah. seeing their passion and their dedication and their enthusiasm for what is ahead in their careers, just it was a spark I needed to pick me up yesterday afternoon. And the funny thing is, they were coming to learn from a couple of us who had who had gone through SDSU a long time ago, but they served as the catalyst that we needed yesterday. Yeah, that's great. We can we can all learn from each other, and I, I completely agree about the energy that they brought in. Like, oh, we're going to do an Instagram takeover. Like, okay, whatever that is, I want to be part of it. Let's do it together. So it was really fun to see them take new forms of media too, as as communicators, and bring that into the mix. It's, it's exciting to see where they'll take the industry. I think. Well. And, and the thing that is constant through agriculture is the passion that we have for agriculture. And we'd probably all love to be home on the farm every day doing chores and, and you know, riding in the combine and, and uh, doing all the things that we do on the farm. But we also play an important role in communicating and helping the folks who are on the farm each and every day be able to, to have that role by the roles that we choose with communicating or with all the other careers that are out there. Absolutely, absolutely. So can you talk about any challenges that you've had that you've had to overcome, any obstacles you found along the way on your career path? Sure. Um, (laughs) I would say it's been really interesting for me, uh, my career path. I thought that I would be in the beef industry. I've been in the pork industry. Uh, graduating from SDSU without a job was a big obstacle. <laughs> That's an obstacle for a lot of <laughs> that people. That was a big obstacle because I was in the, the 80s, so during the farm crisis. Yep. Uh, my brother and I were both uh, 80s, in the 80s era graduates from SDSU, so it was important to get those loans started paying back, didn't have a job. Everybody else had a job. I thought I was the only one who was never going to find one. Um, but... I worked outside of agriculture for about two years and in a corporate setting and discovered that really wasn't for me, even though it was in communications, because they were, I, I couldn't feel figure out why, I later figured out why. In agriculture, um, we really do have that connection and we're all in it for a reason. And we're like, we're it's a small world, agriculture, 
is, and we are kind of um, like one family or one group pushing for the same uh, the same goal forward. And outside of agriculture, it's more pushing and clawing against each other as opposed to raising all of us, elevating all of us together so that we can can um, help help the farmers and help agriculture. I have never thought about it that way, but that's absolutely true. Absolutely true. I know people who come from outside of ag that end up in agriculture oftentimes will say, well, I thought I was just taking a job. And then you get here and you realize that just as you described it, that elevating aspect of it, and you think, I'm staying here because of the people. Yeah. Because the people are awesome. And clearly working in the pork industry is has not always been easy. We've had our struggles with uh, with the 1998, with the economic situation, with uh, some disease situations, H1N1, the potential for ASF. Um, there's a There are challenges out there that would be easy to turn away from and go find a, another job that you know might not have some of those challenges but facing those challenges and looking at those as opportunities to grow as a person to grow professionally and to help others is really important um, being dedicated to to uh, and committed to agriculture or to a passion is um, where I want to be we solve, I guess in my estimation, one of the most important challenges we ever have, which is we have to be able to eat. <laughs> We're a big piece of that. <laughs> even in our own way as communicators, I feel like we still contribute you know, and, in a and strong way. Even as such a small part of the population, between 1% and 2% in the, in the total population of the U.S., without agriculture and without food, we wouldn't be the nation that we are today. Absolutely. Our, that's a big part of national security is that we have enough to eat. Exactly. And it's safe and wholesome, and, and yeah. we're going to keep raising it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so let's maybe switch gears a little bit and talk about, um, the, for our audience, what's your best advice? <laughs> I would say as you're in your college career and, and uh, early in your, your careers, as well, explore what's out there. A couple things come to mind. Uh, again, I took dairy science classes because I didn't know anything about dairy. I it would have been very easy for me to focus in on beef production and beef classes and and stay in that realm because that's where I wanted to be. But by meeting other people and learning about other topics in agriculture, it it really opened my mind. Uh, I'm from Iowa, but learning about production in South Dakota, even though it was just across the border, was was tremendously different too. So be open to, to learning more about areas of agriculture you may not be as familiar with. I also think that um, networking in your college career, I was involved, I came from a very small school, and I was involved in everything in high school that I could be. <laughs> And the same thing happened in college. I got involved in, in um, campus activities and off-campus activities and just got to know people. The people that you are with today in college, and especially from SDSU, and if you stay in agriculture, you're going to spend the rest of your careers with and around. And it's always exciting to me to say, oh, yeah, I, had, I, I knew them from college. And people step back and go, wow, how did that happen? So the people that you're with today in college and on campus and, and active with in organizations and agriculture, 
you'll spend the rest of your career working with those folks if you stay in agriculture. There are jacks across the country, which is, is really exciting to see, but it is so great when you're in a meeting with somebody who's in a different commodity association or a different aspect of agriculture and, oh yeah, we went to college together. The the bonds that you have will last forever and last a lifetime, and that is, uh, that's that part of that passion for agriculture is we're all in it together and we're going to stay that way. So that, that would be another piece is, is look around the room today and who you're with because you'll know them forever. And then don't be afraid to try things maybe outside of agriculture or in other states or in other areas of agriculture. Um, you know, we, we, sometimes we think about going home and maybe that's where you want to be. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. But did you ever think about a job in another state or a job somewhere else that, that wraps into agriculture? Because we can make a difference for agriculture together, but we also can explore and experience. People always ask me where I want to be when I, because I travel a lot for work. And they're always like, oh, where's your favorite place to travel to? And my answer is home, <laughs> meaning <laughs> our farm. <laughs> because I've had the opportunity to travel um, around the country, to travel around the world, and to meet so many people. And having um, people in agriculture and other parts of the, the country and being able to call up and say, hey, and, and, or stop by and visit is really important. It's tremendous experiences, and it uh, is those friendships. But those friendships happen because I was willing to step out and try something new. So you, you magically tied the networking piece of it to the expanding <laughs> your horizons. I think that's really true. That's great advice. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I um, conquer, the, conquer the world. Don't be <laughs> afraid to, to, to conquer the world or to try something. If you don't like it, you can always go a different route or go back to what you were doing, but you may not know what experiences are potentially out there if you don't, if you don't step out and try those things. Well, I think it's especially interesting because you said you had to kind of overcome shyness a little bit. So uh, to have that kind of advice that into your career, I think, is maybe encouraging people who are a little bit introverted and you can get out there and do it. Yeah, I. In the, you ask about things, challenges that I overcame or whatever, the, um, the potential to, to stand up in front of a room and speak to a group of 500 people that I that's actually a thrill for me now. I enjoy going in and and speaking to large groups or to sit down one to one and have a conversation about agriculture and and to tell our story. Uh, when I was when I was younger, oh man, <laughs> that was not uh, probably not... would have rather died than do that <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but through 4-H especially and. Um, you know, public speaking classes, those kind of things, but especially 4-H gave me the opportunity to to start doing presentations and and to get out of my comfort zone and to continue to to build and expand. and And today, this meeting is an example of friends that we've all known for for many years, and being able to to walk in and and really feel the energy around agriculture. I think it helps to be passionate about it. it. Helps you get over that hump. 
It really does. And the again, back to the career opportunities, they are just limitless. And even more so, Sarah, than when, when we were first starting our careers. Uh, so many so many different companies and organizations and and aspects of agriculture. So you can pick your path and, and really explore what's out there and and do that and and uh, plant your flag in agriculture. Absolutely. Good, good. Can you talk a little bit about what you're seeing happen right now in ag and maybe where your biggest concerns are on the challenges we have right now, especially in your industry? Sure. We have some, some fairly good challenges um, that we're addressing, uh, which make it an exciting time to be in pork, pork production specifically, but in all of agriculture. It's also a really challenging time for our producers. We have clearly had some weather issues, some um, challenges from that standpoint, market issues, uh, those kind of things always seem to to come around again in cycles, um, so we need to learn to deal with those. We've got uh, animal disease issues, we've got some labor issues, making sure that there are enough folks out there to be able to to help um, on the production side of agriculture as well as other aspects. Who's coming behind us, uh, generational issues, but those issues today are being addressed in a way that they have never been. First, identifying what those issues are, creating a plan around those issues to deal with those issues, and then making sure that we have the tools in place as agriculture and as producers to to deal with those issues, but to be able to somehow turn that issue around and thrive. Um, it seems like the, the time of the greatest struggle is when we also have the time of the greatest um, commitment and gathering and support from everybody in agriculture. We are, we're a tough crew and we're resilient. We're resilient. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, um, it bring on what's next and let us figure out how we can move forward. Uh, again, as you said, to, to feed the world. Well, you're very hopeful. That gives us, I think, something positive to go on, even though this really has been a challenging it, it really is and a challenging year, especially this last one. It, it really has been a struggle. Uh, but as we look at those struggles, what can we gain from those struggles? And there are definite losses in those struggles, but what we can gain helps us to be able to fight that next battle uh, with even more um, confidence and strength, and that's really important, too. We need to hold our head up and be proud of what we do in agriculture and um, the potential that you all have listening to this for your careers and your future. And Wow, how, how exciting is that? Yeah. Be proud of agriculture, be proud of yourself, and, and just have fun. Yeah. That's the other big thing I would say. Along the way, have fun. Don't get so caught up in, oh, I have to get it done right, and I have to do it right the first time. It may not be the first time. It may be the second or third time, but have fun along the way, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't let perfection be your enemy. Exactly. Especially if you can have fun. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, that's excellent. So my last question for you is going to be, I know you get interviewed a lot and you interview a lot and you're, as a communicator, you have been for a long time. But there is, is there a question that no one ever asks you that you wish they would because you've got a great answer to it? Oh, wow. That is a tough question. So I would say uh, always be prepared for the unexpected. <laughs> and I'm not sure I was prepared for that. Um, the the one thing that I would say is, as someone who's being interviewed, um, 
the reporter typically is going to ask you, is there anything else you'd like to add? And make sure you've got your your <clears throat> elevator speech, if you will, and your points that you want others to know about what you're doing prepared and, and ready to ready to slap in there. So my response to that that question or an answer to that question is I just so want to help those who are on the farm. And my job gives me that opportunity to do that and and I love that. Um, sure I'd like to be out there every day <laughs> on our farm on the weekends you can often find me in the gator in the pasture with the cattle and that's an important place to be so find your balance between how you can push forward and be aggressive and assertive and and a an advocate but also find what makes you happy along the way and do that too beautiful you had such awesome advice for our audience I think that's great I, that idea of that having that network and really starting early on that you know I think that's so true that you who you meet in college is really impactful for the rest of your life and that's a great way to just start out and then being open to exploring more opportunities that's wonderful advice the other the other piece of advice I would say is when somebody asks you where you're from say your hometown because there's a good chance that somebody knows you or knows somebody you're related to, <laughs> and it is true. a great way to start a conversation. Um, and it, it also gives credit back to where you started from, too. But it, a little fun advice there is just always be proud of where you came from because it made you who, who you are today. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you, Cindy. You've been super generous with your time today and, and just such a wonderful bunch of advice that you wove into the whole conversation we had so i want to thank you for that and uh, spark audience thanks for joining us again and i hope you'll tune in next time that's spark for today thanks for listening and we hope you'll tune in for the next episode to learn more about paulson please visit paulson.ag that's p-a-u-l-s-e-n dot a-g